Hello and welcome to another great episode of Hub Sitting Down with Tyrone Tony Reed Jr. I'm your host, Tyrone Tony Reed Jr. And it's the moment that you all have been waiting for. We have our celebrity episode now. Uh, today we are going to listen to interviews from Mrs. Cheryl Lee Ralph from Candy Burris. And we're going to replay our interview with Marcus Scribner. So we talked to Mrs. Shirley Ralph most recently. So we're, we're actually going backwards. We're going to start with Mrs. Shirley Ralph, and then we're going to go to Candy Burrs, and then we're going to go to Marcus Scribner. So uh, I interviewed uh, Miss Shirley Ralph April 8th, and I was so nervous and so um, excited about speaking with her that I forgot to include my first question to her. I uh, didn't realize that my microphone was not on, and I realized it just in time to get the response to my first question. So my first question to, uh, well, first I said to Mrs. Ralph, uh, thank you for persevering and being a positive representation of a black woman on the stage, on television, and in film, which she replied, thank you. My first question to her was, four decades in the industry, you experienced a lot, including um, a story that was going around talking about that she was fired from a TV pilot once for not being black enough. My question to her was, what is it like for you to watch this new generation of showrunners, content producers like Issa Rae, Ava DuVernay, Quinta Burson, create a space where being black comes in a multitude of shades? Here's her response to that question, and here's our interview with Mrs. Cheryl Lee Ralph. Like most mothers, when you look at your children and they are living in their joy and they have actually listened to the things that you, that you taught them and you look at them thrive, how can you not feel anything but great pride, joy, and happiness? Because trust me, when I look at Quinta and the show that we are working on together, mm-hmm. I am just like, thank you, God, because it has made everything I ever went through worthwhile. And it's so strange because uh, close to the, her passing, I visited with Maya Angelou and we were on a speaking engagement together. Mm-hmm. And my two children were with me. And she met my children and I spoke and I went backstage to talk with her, actually in her trailer, because she had a separate space. Mm -hmm. And she said, Shirley Ralph, every time I hear you speak, (laughs) I know it was all worth it. And the greatest accomplishment for you will be these two people right here. Mm -hmm. And those were my children. And I'm just like, whoa, my God, (laughs) that is exactly how I feel. I feel good and I feel accomplished. That's awesome. That's awesome. The success of Abbott Elementary is such a win for the cast and crew, and the show highlights the important important issue of underfunded public schools. Have you all heard numerous stories of more people supporting financially or volunteering with public schools because of the show that you all have uh, that you all share with the world? Every day, every day, every day, and mm-hmm. it, it's been wonderful to see that. But what bothers me is the fact that we live in a great nation, Mm -hmm. that America is a great nation, an incredible idea of humanity, that you can bring all of these people together in this huge 
land mass, right, as Americans, and we cannot figure out together how to give all of our children the best education possible, right. that baffles me. Mm-hmm. All of our children deserve better. Teachers should not be scrounging around trying to raise dollars to, a, to educate America's children. That should not be happening. We should not have communities saying things like, well, no, those children over there, they need to go to Hamburger Flipper University. Mm-hmm. And these children over here, they need to go to the best that the country can provide. Absolutely not. This whole idea of separate but equal, it has not died. It must die. And we must come together to do better. And I hope that it continues to raise this thought and feeling when people watch Abbott Elementary and realize that teachers deserve more. And when teachers get more, our children get more. And it shouldn't be something we have to have to talk about every week. We should be doing it every day. That's right. That's right. So um, uh, this is a that's right. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. It's something me and my wife talks about talk about all the time. Um, what, what has been your favorite episode of the current season and what can you hint about for next season? Congratulations on that, by the way. Uh, let me thank you. There's nothing like a pickup for a great season. The only thing I could have wished for was a pickup, a two season pickup. Now that right, would have made right. me very happy, <laughs> but I, I love, yeah, I love where we are now. I love all the followers we have on social media. And I honestly have to say, I love every episode. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've had moments where I sit and watch the show and I actually get the feels. (laughs) And it's like, oh my God, are they going to make me cry? (laughs) You know, you shoot your scenes, but then the editor gets it and they put it all together. And then they make something that, that really says something. And you're like, oh my God, I can't believe it. But I I don't have a favorite episode. I really do love all of the episodes. I'm I'm having a great time with great writers, a great cast. And I'm probably one of the very few people who can say, my boss is a baby and I love her. I've learned so much from her. I love it. You know, I'm I'm just having the best time. And working with Quinta Brunson has been an absolute dream. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, any advice for anyone who's interested? <laughs> Is there any advice for uh, for anyone in, interested in the creative arts, acting, producing industry? Um, I never downplay education. Mm-hmm. I never downplay education. I never downplay education. Mm-hmm. An educated artist is a far more interesting artist. Right. They have more to pull from in life because the, the, the breadth of knowledge in their brain, which is like your little laptop, it's amazing what you can get out of it when you put things like, like education, awareness, knowledge that grows into wisdom into that little laptop. Get into a great class. Get Find a wonderful mentor. You know, you, you've got to do that for yourself. There's very few, very rare people that just roll out of bed and become great. Most people practice at it. They take time at it. They learn. They read. They study. They get guidance. Seek those things out and then work at it. Don't just wish and dream for it. Work at it. 
That's write right. the show, act the show, create the podcast, start talking to people, get up on stage, get in front of the camera. I'll never forget when I was young, Robert Townsend used to have a, a small room that he put all these faces of an audience up on the wall and he would get in that room and he would practice his, his craft mm -hmm. every day before he became Robert Townsend. Mm -hmm. What additional so projects? That's, that's what I would suggest to people. That's awesome. That's awesome. What additional projects do you have coming up that you'd like to share with everyone before we end? Oh, my goodness. Let's see. I have another series that will debut in June. I've been doing it for a while called um, Motherland Fort Salem. You can uh, stream it on Hulu. Mm -hmm. Motherland Fort Salem, working on a brand new book. I do a thing called Cameos, where people call and they request messages and all sorts of congratulations, Mother's Days and Happy Birthdays. And that's on an app called Cameo. Uh, let's see what else is coming up. Working on uh, preparing for the second season of Abbott Elementary, which I'm very excited about. You know, um, my children have a project that they've been doing that was inspired by the murder of Ahmad Aubrey, and it's called Walk Good LA, where they work with young people around health and awareness through yoga and the open mic, and that's every Sunday in L.A. called Walk Good L.A. You can follow them. Honey, there's so much going <laughs> on. Everybody loves my red lips. They can get the red lipstick on Shop with Cheryl Lee. You know, follow me on Instagram. It's all there for you so much, and I love it. All right. Well, thank you so much for this opportunity. I really appreciate it. My wife, Tawana, says hello and that she's a fan of yours. Thanks so much. Thank you, Tawana. Take care. All right. Have a good day. Bye-bye. And that was our interview with Mrs. Cheryl Lee Ralph. If you have not seen Abbott Elementary, please go to Hulu or go to ABC Demand to, to see it from the very beginning. It is a hilarious show. It is so good. And um, the whole cast is great in it. So make sure you tune into that and watch that. Our next interview is with Miss Candy Burris. You know her from Real Housewives of Atlanta and also Candy and the Gang, which she is promoting on this interview. So we're going to let her, and she's singer-songwriter and actress. You've seen her in The Shy. We're going to talk to her. Uh, we're going to play her interview that we did a couple of weeks ago also. Here it goes. How you doing? I'm doing all right. Good morning. Good morning. My, my name's Tony Reed. I'm with uh, Forever Communications in Jackson, Tennessee. All right. You ready? Okay. Okay. Here we go. Nice to meet you. Nice Thank to meet you. you, too. Candy, can you tell us about your um, new Bravo show, uh, Candy and the Gang? Can you tell us what, what that show is about? It just premiered uh, over the weekend, um, but tell us um, from your perspective what it's about. Okay. So Candy and the Gang, that's my new show. It's about my family, myself, and the people that work in my restaurant, um, the Old Lady Gang. Mm -hmm. So I have a few um, restaurants in Atlanta, and some of my family work at the restaurant, and then there are other people that work at the restaurant that just like, you know? And everybody is over the top, and, you know, <laughs> just like big personalities, and they deserve to be on <laughs> I think it's super cool because it's like a generational show, so you have like my mom and her sisters, which they're, they're the ones that have inspired the name of the restaurant. We call them the old lady gang. Mm -hmm. And um, they are funny, like 
super funny, super hilarious. I mean, I feel like everybody can feel like they have an old lady gang in their family. Like when they see them, they're like, oh, they're like my mom or my aunt or whatever. Right. And then we have like the younger crowd that works within the restaurant that are like they're in their twenties and thirties, and they have like all these relationships and dating, and they're not supposed to be dating. You know, <laughs> we have it our rule book, like right. no fraternizing, but they're still fraternizing. Right. So of course, all of that playing out on television is a whole mess sometimes, and I, I'm excited for them. Mm-hmm. Because they've seen me be on Real Housewives in Atlanta for so many years, and now I finally get to see them be on TV doing their thing. So it's, it's really cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, what is it like working with family? A lot of people say you shouldn't, but uh, how is it for you? Family can be tough. Um, you'll see on this coming um, this Sunday mm-hmm. um, on the new episode that's coming on it. Uh, we had to do like a family intervention because one of my cousins. And one of my other aunts, they kind of fell out. We were trying to get them back on the same page. Right. Because, you know, they were working within the restaurant together. And, you know, it was just like this big blow up that happened at the restaurant. I wasn't for the missionary anymore. But it, it kind of like left like this tension in the family. Um, and now, you know, it's like kind of hard to get them back to you know, being like a family again, you know? Right. So it's, it's, it's working with each other. I mean, we do have a lot of fun and love each other and all of that. But when something happens, it's not like somebody else that you don't really care about has to just walk off and be like, oh, forget them. Mm-hmm. Like, these are people that, you know, live lifelong, you know? So, yeah, it can be real hard. <laughs> so so what? How, how, do you, how do you manage to do all that you do um, you uh, ha- have a, a lot of businesses. Um, you've um, written a lot of songs. You're also on Real Housewives of Atlanta. Uh, how how do you manage to do all of that and still like keep your sanity? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good question. Um, sometimes I don't have, I don't feel quite sane. <laughs> no, um, no, I mean I know I have a lot of goals, a lot of dreams that I want to make happen. Mm-hmm. You know, and so it's just motivated my husband he keeps me motivated even when i don't necessarily feel like sometimes you know right um it's just you know when you have a, a bigger goal you know meaning i want to set my kids up like i'm gonna make sure that they have great pieces or help them do whatever it is they want to do in life right. when you and also my family like that's not like i'm just you know there for my my own personal kids, like, I'm, I'm like one of those people in the family, like, trying to help all my family members, you know, get on and do good things and, and accomplish their goals as well. So, when it's like, you have so many people depending on you, it's just like, it just keeps you going, you right. know? That's right. That's right. Um, wh- what do you want others to remember you? How, how do you want others to remember you? Because you, you, like I said, you've done a lot and... We've enjoyed you on the shive. You've been on Broadway. You've done done so much. You're an inspiration to a, a lot of people. Um, how do you want to be remembered? Um, I think. Well, I would love to be remembered as you know a woman who basically not only you know accomplished a lot of things, but tried to open the door for others to come in and 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 I you know that I hope a lot of people accomplished a lot of things and I made a difference in my community and 
you know, also the other things that I do, you know, as a black woman, try to, um, you know, make way and make history for us as well and make it easier for the next person to come along. I mean, while I've been doing things, I mean, for years, you know, I kind of like I, I try to um, make sure that there's more opportunity for us as, as black people. Right. I mean, the play that I was just producing this past year, it was the first time ever on Broadway that they had a show that starred all black people. Wow. And, you know, had a black director, a black writer, and all black producing students. Um, I was the first black woman to ever, well, not even black woman, I was the first woman, period, to ever win the ASCAP Songwriter of the Year um, award. And as a black woman to do that on the rhythm, on the rhythm of side. Um, so to do that, it's, you know, it's just, it, it, it meant something, you know what I mean? Right. And then even with my businesses, you know, we try to give opportunity for people who are coming out of the prison system. We're trying to get back into having real normal lives, to need a job, and, you know, to get their lives together. We try to make opportunities for them as well. So there's a lot of things that I try to do that, you know, they don't always get the big shine. Right. But I hope I'm remembered for it. All right. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you speaking with us. You have a great day. Thank you. It was great talking to you. I hope everybody tunes in on Sunday at 9 p.m. on Bravo. Thank you. Bye-bye. So if you haven't seen Candy and the Gang, make sure to go to to, uh, Bravo On Demand uh, to catch up. Also, you can um, go and watch Showtime's The Shy because she played Rosalind Perry on there. She won the third season of The Masked Singer. Uh, She made her Broadway debut as Chicago's Mama Morton in 2018. And she has starred in 12 seasons of Bravo's The Real Housewives of Atlanta. So go and check out Candy and the Gang. And now it's time for our final interview. You've heard this one before, or maybe you haven't. This is my interview with Marcus Scribner, who is best known as Andre Johnson Jr. on the ABC comedy Blackish, which just ended its final um, season. It just aired this past week. We uh, So it's on demand on ABC. We're thankful for that show. We're thankful for the things they highlighted, the issues that they brought to light. Um, he uh, Marcus also voiced the character Bo in the critically acclaimed Netflix animated series She-Ra and the Princesses of Power. And he's the voice of D'Angelo Baker on Hulu's Dragons, the Nine Realms. Marcus spoke about the eighth and final season of Blackish, how much of himself he put into the character Junior, and what his favorite episodes to shoot were, about his new production company, and much more. So we're going to play this interview for you, uh, my interview with Marcus Scribner, which was in February. Here we go. All right. Thank you for um, allowing us this time to speak to you, Marcus. Yeah, no, thank you guys for, for reaching out. Good to, good to talk to you, Carlos. All right. So here we go. Um, you portrayed Andre Johnson Jr. for eight years on Blackish. Uh, what will you miss most about portraying Jr.? Hmm. I think, honestly, one of the things that I'm going to take away from the character is, is, his, uh, is his optimism. He always to see the, the brighter side of every single situation, which is really refreshing, mm-hmm. uh, especially, you know, we're going through such trying times. Uh, you want to be able to see the, the good and the bad. So I think that's, that's probably one of the biggest things that I'm going to miss. Um, uh, and just, I mean, I don't think I'll ever play a character as goofy. Um, 
in the future. So I'll miss getting to do so much physical comedy um, with the character. It was a lot of fun. How much of yourself did you put into the character, Junior? Oh, you cut out for a second. Oh, sorry. Uh, how much of yourself did you put into the character, Junior? Um, I think at the beginning, it was definitely a lot more when I was younger. It was probably about 50%. But, um, you know, as things happen, you know, people grow and um, and change. And I feel like on a television show, there's a lot more of a through line to your younger self because the audience wants to see that character reflected. Right. Um, so I feel like at this point, we're, we're very different. It's been um, kind of interesting getting to look at Junior and, and see... Um, and see kind of like it feels like your former self and being able to to uh to put on a different a different face is is really exciting right. each day but um i say at this point i'm probably about 20 percent junior into the character if we if we're going to go percentage wise i don't know why i'm trying to be so accurate but uh, <laughs> yeah it's really changed over time right um, what has the last year been like for you, not only working on the final season of Blackish, but doing so during a pandemic? Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, everybody's been having a, a difficult time because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, being on the show, I'm so proud of the way that our, our crew and, and our studio handled it. We were, like, extra safe. We were able to get through our seasons, no cases. It was it was just legit. It's heck. It was, we, had a, we had just a great great committed squad and i'm so thankful to my cast and crew for for being responsible um it was it was difficult obviously you know the last season was sad enough um but then at the same time you have all these restrictions and it's hard to like have you couldn't have people on set or anything like that so um it was it was it was an odd experience but um nonetheless just so 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 you know bittersweet right what were your favorite episodes to shoot or some of your favorite episodes to shoot? Anything stick out? Okay. We have, we have one episode coming up. That was probably like one of my favorite episodes that I've ever filmed, <laughs> um, of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but we haven't announced anything about it, so I won't say any further. Okay. But, um, in the past, I'd say the nod talk, the dozens were some of my favorites. I really like those early season one episodes. Just looking back at, at 13 year old me is, it's hilarious. So um, I'd say a couple of those. Right. What's some of the best advice you've received from the older actors on Blackish? I think I say this quite often, but diversify. Lawrence Fishburne told me make sure that you, you're always pushing it up so people don't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm taking that to heart, whether it's in business ventures or in my creative work. So to to uh, to diversify, and make sure to to uh, continue to. Um, to, to, to keep them guessing. Right. What advice do you have for someone who is interested in getting into acting? Huh. <laughs> I would probably say, I think, um, as with anything, you're going to get told a, no a lot more than you're going to get told yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so to stay committed and to continue your belief in yourself because um, if you're passionate about it, you'll put in the work to to be successful at something. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think just stay committed and, uh, and keep pushing. That's just, it's, uh, it's honestly, it's, it's kind of a, a, a ratio game. It's like, it requires a lot of skill, but you have to be ready at the right time 
um, and be fortunate enough to be put in those in those situations where you're able to to impress the right people. So always stay ready and stay committed to yourself and your craft. That's right. Um, what will we see you in next after Blackish? Well, I just created a production company called Scrivener Productions, okay. and congratulations we've been able to um, adapt a couple of novels, and currently trying to you know put black faces on on television and film. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, I want to create some representation that I want to just be in the world as a young kid. I want to create the next black superhero, the next black high fantasy story, um, and that's exactly what we're doing. I've got um, a project coming out on Netflix. I got another project I just finished filming in New Mexico, um, an animated show on Hulu called Dragons in the Nine Realms, okay. which you also check out. And yeah, just hoping to to play Morales, putting it out there in the universe, <laughs> um, trying to be that next next big black superhero. That's right. Well, thank you for sharing your talents with the world, Marcus. We really appreciate it, and may you have much success in the future. Thank you. Appreciate you as well. All right. Thank you all so much. I really appreciate it. Have a great day. You too. So, if you want to catch Blackish, it's over now. There are spinoffs, but you can go to ABC on Demand or Hulu to catch up on Blackish from the begin- go from the beginning to up till the end. You can also watch uh, Marcus as Bo and Shira and the Princesses of Power. And currently on Hulu's Dragons the Nine Rams. And also look out for Marcus's production company. You can follow them on Instagram. We're going to put up all the information on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, wherever they are. We're going to post those things, those links on our Facebook page underneath the interview. So you can follow them and keep up on what projects they have upcoming. We are so thankful for all the opportunities that we have to speak to celebrities like this. Uh, We are thankful again to Mrs. Shirley Ralph, Candy Burris, and Marcus Scribner. We are thankful for you, the listeners, who um, are tuning in and listening to the show and sharing it and asking questions and being made aware of events that's going on. We just want to make sure that you are enjoying the show and that you are having a great time and that we've presenting material that you all enjoy and want to know more about. So thank you for everything you, you thank you for being you all for, for listening all these years. Thank you to our sponsors, R and R custom wheels and tires express and Baskerville funeral home. You all want to know more about me. Always feel free to come on to hub city. Now, um, Facebook page and send a message or ask a question. If you want to know more about my books, Solad, Soldiers of Light Against Darkness, that's S-O-L-A-D, Soldiers of Light Against Darkness, you can go to www.Tyrone Tony Reed Jr. And I'm going to spell that out for you. T-Y-R-O-N-E-T-O-N-Y-R-E-E-D-J-R dot com. That's Tyrone Tony Reed Jr. dot com. So we're going to have some more great shows for you, some more information for you to use, for you to change the world and be the best you you can be. Thank you all so much for tuning in to Hub City Now. I hope you all have a wonderful and blessed weekend and have a wonderful and blessed week. Continue to take care of each other, watch out for one another, protect one another, and love one another. Continue to have a great week. God bless.